1: This is Sode number
2: 128, the T-Rack running over Adrian McPherson and injuring him of Sode's. Oh, man. Tragic. Remember when? Yeah, right? I think <laughs> we all remember where we were.
1: Tragic day in T-Rack's history. That's a dark day in T-Rack's history. What Wasn't there a punishment dealt out to T-Rack for doing just that?
2: Yeah, he went to jail for three years. No way. <laughs> yeah yeah t-rack he wasn't on the sidelines for three years and everyone's like where did it, what happen?" titans you know kind of sweat tried to sweep it under the rugs but yeah he he went to jail
1: wow I prison. Mean, that's that's a pretty big precedent to set for a mascot he, as i'm looking it up here
2: t-rack got a worse suspension than bud dupree
1: <laughs> that's hey that's that's still kind of fresh and the six months probation for bud dupree is definitely a slap on the wrist um yeah I was I'm, I'm so that- I, I was never worried about it because roger goodell has so much on his plate as it is uh oh yeah like that could have just been you know totally passed off swept under the rug
2: yeah i we got we got off easy with the whole bud Dupree stuff i'm i'm grateful uh <laughs> any 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 uh he uh bud bud announced that he was he was guilty or whatever he, he proclaimed uh he pled but what's what's he pled guilty thank you i I couldn't think of the word did not proclaim
1: his guilt but we're we're that
2: we're this early into the podcast and i'm already stumbling over my words uh that uh so title comes courtesy of our man Elden english uh is what was he the front runner for tupper of the year was he
1: yeah no he's he's leader in the clubhouse but there's definitely some people giving him a run for his money yes people are are
2: coming in yeah, coming up strong for the uh, for the newly proclaimed Tupper Combos. of the Year award.
1: Combos is a perennial contender. It's funny because mm-hmm. I'm reading this the story of, of T-Rack running running it over. It's an ESPN story. It's um, excuse me, it's an Associated Press story. In it, they, the caption is pretty funny. T-Rack, a raccoon named after Tennessee's official wild animal, is a five-time mm-hmm. Pro Bowler who is variety who is a variety of motorized vehicles used for entertainment. They're saying like, you know what, T-Rack, T-Rack's got a good rap sheet. All, all things considered five-time pro bowler uses plenty of different motorized vehicles. This is definitely a one-off incident.
2: Also t- uh, ESPN could uh, be being so lazy with your reporting. All right. He's named after the tennis, like the state's mammal. Okay. The, the raccoon is the official state mammal, which is why he's the the team's mascot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get your facts straight.
2: Get your facts straight ESPN. Uh, shout out to Eldon. Eldon is also the same guy for those of you that remember uh, is the guy who, infiltrated Jim Wyatt's mailbag with a, just a straight up plug for our podcast. And, uh, we freaking love that mm-hmm. at shrike one, one, three on Twitter. Um, if you'd like to submit a, sewed title, send them to us at tighten up pod, uh, with the cupboards running bare. We need, it's time to restock the cupboard. Send us your sewed titles and the best ones will get read. Uh, in future episodes. So uh, hit us with those, at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Got a big show today. Uh, we're going to be talking to James Foster, uh, who you've uh, previously known as uh, No Flags Film. But now, you know, when you're good, when you're talented, and when you're smart about talking about the Tennessee Titans, we're going to bring you under the A to Z umbrella. We- he is now part of A to Z's uh, new film room. And uh, we're going to bring him on, talk, a- talk some x's and o's with him and uh which is a good thing because jack and i very rarely ever talk x's and o's so it's good for us to occasionally bring someone else on here who knows how to um we've also got an update for the hype machine uh we've got uh we don't have the official hype machine winner yet but we do have finalists for this year's hype machine after one preseason game we're going to announce the finalists. And then after the next preseason game, we probably will announce the hype machine winner. Plus we got to have a talk about Malik Willis. Obviously one preseason game in the books. We're going to talk a lot about Malik Willis and uh, what stood out to us from his game and just overall from the Ravens game in general. And uh, our two uncles, Nick Westbrook, Akine and Mason Kinsey shared one hell of a moment. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, We'll get into that. And plus, remember the time. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from our friends from Relax the Back.
1: Guess what month it is? August. Also known as National Wellness Month.
2: National Wellness Month.
1: (laughs) In National Wellness Month, Relax the Back is making sure to help everybody feel their best because you know what? When you sleep better, you'll work better. When you feel better, you live better. And from reducing stress to improving sleep to getting more exercise, there are many ways to prioritize personal health. That's why National Wellness Wellness Month is the perfect time to look for ways to add more self-care to daily life. And where better to do that than at Relax the Back, located in Green Hills. CEO Glenn Ward, he's made it his mission to ha- enhance sleep and lives. And, you know, at Relax the Back, they set out every day to help people in the Nashville area feel better, work better, and live better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues and you can't fall asleep, I've had trouble the last couple of days falling asleep, then they have a variety of chairs that can keep you up straight and comfortable at work. They can combat and fight that neck pain and back pain for those of us who endure that. Those tall people, Austin, you probably can't relate, who are hunched over at their desks typing away you know, working to to make a living. And then no, but there I, are also I, people my, I, I, I can relate just based on
2: my back hurting from uh carrying this podcast. <laughs>
1: nice. There are also people who struggle to fall asleep. Well they've got techno gel and pedic <laughs> pillows and mattress mattresses to maximize your sleep every night. They've got a zero gravity recliner that you can put up in your office or in your home and Go to that zero-gravity position to take all that weight and all that stress off your back and your neck. Go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater in that little shopping center over by Mandu. If you're unable to get there, visit them online at stores.relaxtheback.com Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you.
2: Already getting testy, and we haven't even hit the open yet. And with all of
1: that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train coming, it's rolling around the band, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know who.
2: What is up Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan up podcast. Today is August 17th, 2022. We are less than a month away from Tennessee Titans football. Can you feel it? Can you dig it? I know I can. And I know this because we're already getting fake football. What do I mean by that? Preseason football. What does it mean? Absolutely nothing. What does it tell us about this year's team? Again, absolutely nothing. <laughs> But we're going to break it down as if it means everything in the world. We're going to break it down better than we did the Super Bowl uh, because it's literally the only football we've had in, what, six months now? A little over six months. Mm -hmm. Jack, I think really the biggest thing to take away from the Ravens game, Titans-Ravens, well, first of all, the freaking Ravens, or our undefeated streak in the preseason oh, is oh yeah
1: we didn't is, even want to win that game anyways we
2: didn't want to win it anyway you know what cuz you know what that that undefeated streak in the preseason means as
1: <laughs>
2: literally nothing literally nothing literally uh, nothing
1: that is the takeaway i'm just kidding it can't be nothing because malik willis we got our first look at malik willis right i, I mean we it, did get our he he made some plays Mm-hmm. you know not a lot of them he made some plays he made some good good plays bad plays rabel ended up pulling him for not throwing it as much as he should have and i, I like that oh yeah move. What, let's talk about that move first because i, I know all titans wait start- wait
2: no wait hang on sorry sorry not to cut you off i want to go into chronological order because okay, when but, he- okay we're
1: gonna start the, first the, then
2: the touchdown the touchdown. Okay. The touchdown run where he, he drops back. He feels the backside pressure rolls out the opposite direction, makes a move and then goes into the end zone. I'll admit. I probably felt the same way. All Titans fans felt was, oh, damn. You know, Michael Parsons retweeted the NFL tweeting that, that clip out and just Michael Parsons, who's arguably one of the best defensive players in the NFL. And one of the better, younger players in the NFL,
1: the only defensive player to win the defensive rookie of the year award by you, a unanimous decision, by the way, in the history, nobody else has done that.
2: Right. One of the fastest linebackers you'll see in this, in the sport today. And like he tweets just two words. He's special. I think we all were thinking the exact same thing as Michael Parsons there. Lamar Jackson praised him after the game. Like, Malik Wilson uh, Malik Willis is something I in that moment I was like oh man this is cool if he if he's if I hope he could be this special but then the rest of the game went on and you, you kind of started to see okay all right yeah this definitely a lot a of, lot of work to be done uh with with this cat again the talent is there the ability to run definitely there I got I got flashbacks of of old number nine. I know. Oh, it, I, was that, that, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I know. I know. I know. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want I didn't to want either to say it. It, but it's, but it's, it, it's literally, and like I know those were like the comparisons made right after he was drafted, but just actually seeing him with the, with the flaming tack on his helmet on the side of his helmet, I'm like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting some weird vibes here. And that's the way I felt in that moment right after the touchdown. Yes. But then I, then I started seeing him play and I was like, okay, maybe this will kind of cool the jets of the, cause I know there's, there's not a ton anymore, but I think initially there were some, a lot of Titans fans that were like, let's get Malik to start week one as a rookie, or if not, at least by week four, <laughs> let's get him, let's get him starting. Let's let's it's Malik's time to shine. I think one week of seeing him in preseason against the Ravens backups, keep in mind, not the Ravens starters, but the Ravens backups should show you that like, yeah, this dude's not ready yet. And I'm okay with that. I think he is the future, but I'm okay with him not getting some time to work on his game because he clearly needs some work. And as you said, Jack, like the coaches pulled him from the game earlier than I think they planned to. Mm-hmm. because he just wasn't throwing the football. There were a lot of uh uh replays. There was one, I think, a uh, third down, third and like five or something, where uh there was a cr- crossing route. Guy was open for a split second. And any most NFL quarterbacks would make that throw, would see that read and make that throw. But Malik did not, and he pulled the ball down and rolled out of the pocket, and it ended up being an incomplete pass. And it was like little things like that, where it's like you see that, and you're like, man, my man's got to learn some pocket presence and he's got to learn to be able to throw the football.
1: Yes. And those are, he's got a great arm. The arm strength was on display, right? The, the pass to Racy McMath, the McMath, yes. by the way, is starting to add up for the 53 man roster. But nice. that play was a flash in the pan of what everybody thinks Malik, Willis can do at this next level. The athleticism, the movement outside of the pocket and, You know, he's probably spent less time in the pocket than probably any other quarterback in week one of preseason. Uh, You could see that he's still kind of got some Liberty PTSD. And no, not the kind that you're thinking of. I'm talking about (laughs) on the field. He never really he never really had a pocket at Liberty. And you could you could see some of those bad habits leak over to, to his first game with the Titans. If you know, if it wasn't there, you know, within a second, he was he was thinking about getting out of there. And granted, the Titans' offensive line did not have a spectacular performance either. They didn't play a lot of their big guys, but that's something I'd like to see more of. I'd like to see him kind of hang hanging around in the pocket, maybe take a hit while he throws, because there was a corner route, and I think Mason Kinsey is the guy you're talking about, where he kind of sat down uh, towards the middle right side of the defense. And on an option route. And James Foster, he broke this all down. We're going to get to him in a little bit. He'll have more on each Malik Willis play. We're not going to dissect each of them. But I thought the pass to Racing McMath was exactly what I needed to see for his arm strength. I, I, he had a nice out route near the corner, uh, near the sidelines to Mason Kinsey. And you mentioned the one he missed. There's still a lot of raw stuff there with Malik Willis. But in in week one of the preseason, we knew he'd be a project, right? He was drafted in the third round. Dak Prescott. It was not a Dak Prescott like preseason opener where he just lights the world on fire. Dak Prescott's taken over for Romo. Willis has taken over for Tannehill. Wasn't like that, but that's okay. Yeah. Cause we knew it right. was going to be a project.
2: Yeah. And honestly, I I kind of hope like I honestly like whether you think Malik Willis is the future or not, I think you should be on the same page of like, look, Tannehill's got another year in his contract. Let Tannehill play this season. Let Malik sit under Tannehill, learn, get better at the things that he's clearly needs work on and then have him come out firing on all cylinders, if not next year, the year after that, like whatever it may be, however long it may take, but let, let him cook in the oven a little bit longer. Cause there were many plays on, uh, on what was it last Thursday? There were many plays where I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh, those were things that he could get away with at Liberty that he's clearly not going to here in the NFL. Uh, there was a, there was one run play where it's like third and 12 or something. He took off and ran. And it was like at Liberty, he probably gets that first down because he had the athleticism. But at this level, he's, I think he's quickly realizing, Oh wow. Okay. Like it's, yeah, this is a different game. This is a different speed. And like, you can only get so much out of the reps at practice. You, you really do need those preseason games to, get acclimated to the speed of the game very quickly and that's why a lot of times like rookies no matter how good they are look at trevor lawrence last year look at peyton manning in his first year where a lot of times guys come out of college and in their rookie year it takes there's some learning curve there yeah and it takes a while to learn the speed of the game that's why they say the biggest growth is between your rookie year and your sophomore
1: year in the nfl and from a confidence perspective, you can't throw Malik Willis out there in his rookie year, uh, barring a Tannehill injury. And we'll talk about Logan Woodside in a second, because, you know, I, I think a lot of people expected Logan Woodside to probably. And, I, and there are a lot of Titans fans listening that, that were probably like, I want Malik Willis my number two. They drafted right. him to be the future. Like if, if he's not getting reps, if Logan Woodside is stealing his reps, then what are we really doing for Malik Willis? We're not giving him the, you know, the best opportunity to succeed in Tennessee. And while I see that the Titans still have to worry about winning games if Tannehill Hill goes down, now right, right, can Willis do that? Based on one preseason game, no. He's not. He's not familiar with the Titans' offense yet. Like, I mean, and, he's got a lot of room to grow, and he will grow. But right now, as of right now, and I look, people may 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 give me backlash on Twitter. I'll take it. I even though Logan Woodside threw two picks against third and fourth teamers against Baltimore. He's more familiar with the offense. I know the, the upside's higher with Willis. I know it is. Yes, I, yes. I, I, yes. I, no, I Jack Malik Willis as QB two after the bye week, after the week six bye week, if Malik Willis is not QB two, I think the Titans are doing themselves a disservice, but you, I still think Logan Woodside is the best option for week one to win games. If Ryan Tannehill goes down, I, that's you, I Jack, you have an ally in me. All right. You and I, you,
2: you and I, there's a lot of things we don't agree on. All right. Like, I I think R- uh, Ryan Tannehill is the answer this year, and you obviously want him to get hit by a bus. Oh, I. Gosh. But but That's on this question. front, you and I both agree on, in the sense that I Logan Woodside, like yeah, he was terrible on, on Thursday. He was worse than Malik was, but I still I trusted him. And Todd Downing said as much basically this week at practice. It, he said, "Look, we're we're keeping Logan Woodside on this roster because if." Tannehill goes down. We need someone who can who can facilitate the game plan, can step in without skipping a beat, like pick up the game plan where it was left off. And Logan Woodside, I think, can do that. He's been in this offense for, what, two or three years now. Malik Willis showed me on, on Thursday. I don't think he's ready. He's just not ready, and that's fine. But that's, he showed great things
1: at the same time. Like, a, he, exactly. He great things at the same exact time. You can, he, he, you can have he, it both he, ways. He, he can be the future.
2: And still not be ready. Like both things can be true. And I feel like there's a lot of people that just don't want to hear that. And they don't want, they want, they want the Malik experience right away. You know, like, like you remember the old Mike Vick experience, uh-huh. the, the old, uh, roller coaster ride, like people want to ride that ride right now, but it's like, look, there's a line. Okay. There's a line with the little misters to keep you cool while you're in it. Okay. Like it's going to be a while. It's, it's going to be a while. So just be patient and let Malik learn, let. And let the Titans do what they've done the last few seasons, which is win the AFC South. So I think I like, I'm okay. I'm okay with letting Malik cook in the oven a little bit. To me, Malik Willis is he's like a new version of Madden. Okay. You get that new version of Madden. It's like, oh, you want to play it right away. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so sick. It's shiny. It's new. It's got all the new features. You know, maybe the gameplay is a little bit faster. And then you put it in and you're like, oh, damn, there's a lot of glitches in this game. You're like, oh, man, I got to, I got to, I got to download this new, this new firmware to, to try and fix the game, fix the bugs that are in this game. Uh, Oh, man. Oh, it's not, it's not as great. Like, yeah, it's still better than like, you know, maybe what you had before, but you know, what you had before is more reliable of an actual game. So it's like you got to play that until
1: all the bugs and kinks are worked you out and the new back version. To it when it's ready and better, right? And right, because, because we're not saying that Logan Woodside is better. I think Malik Willis has more talent in his left pinky finger than he does than, than Logan Woodside does in his whole. Bunch. Oh, I'd
2: I'd even go ring finger because I feel like finger.
1: the ring finger. I feel like the pinky finger. Is, I, I, don't I don't know what's, more what's the
2: weakest of the fingers.
1: I, I don't know, but I feel like I, I, I feel if like I the were ring finger does. Away, it would it would either be yeah. the middle or the ring. The middle or the I ring? I think I'd probably honestly give away the middle finger before I gave away a different finger. Although, I take no, that back. I, 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 I use the middle finger. It, it gets, it gets- Yeah, I was going to say, how
2: are you going to flip people off?
1: Yeah, they won't know. You have people driving on uh Use the uh,
2: ring car. finger so that way it's like, you know, if you're like married, like myself, then it's like, you know, your wife's like, why is it, why is your ring, you're not wearing your ring? You'd be like, babe, I don't have a ring finger. Remember, I gave <laughs> you know? it away
1: on the podcast. <laughs> well, so I, I see. I, I see you an analogy. I'm going to raise you an analogy. The okay. Saddest, the saddest scene in Disney movie history.
2: We're having an old school analogy off. I love this. That's okay. The, uh, the, saddest, the saddest, saddest scene in Disney movie history. Bambi's mom dying.
1: Bambi's mom dying. Yes. So <laughs> yes. Bambi, if you remember, if you watch the scene, and I googled the scene and I rewatched it today dem- to make sure I had everything right, and I probably got put on a few, you know lists with with the FBI watch lists the FBI guys watching Yeah
2: cuz nobody nobody like knowingly searches that out. But you know what? That's the type of level that the Titan Up podcast will go to when it comes to prep for for Titan's podcast. Like we will go back and we will watch the saddest Disney movie scenes.
1: And if you remember that scene correctly, it's Bambi's mom and Bambi going over to eat some fresh grass, some fresh spring grass growing out mm. of the the snow frosted grounds and they're over there. Yeah. And you know, Bambi's mom's older. She's got a lay of it. she got a lay of the land. She knows what's going on around her. She, she, she perks up. She says, Bambi run to the thicket and don't look back. And so Bambi, if, if you watch it, Bambi's leading the charge to the thicket, Bambi's going all gas, no brakes to that thicket. And there's, there's gunshots in the background. Bang, bang. Bambi's mom is the one that dies. Bambi's mom was actually in the rear. Logan, Logan Woodside is going to be Bambi's mom. He's going to die. He will not make it to that thicket. Bambi, the younger, the more experienced, or excuse me, not the more experienced, the younger, the faster, the better. Malik Willis, he made it to the thicket and he's still alive to this day, or at least we know that we we think that he's still alive to this day. He's been unreported, but that's what's going to happen. Logan Woodside has been here longer. He's the older deer. He's not going to make it to the thicket in time. Malik Willis is going to beat him out just like Bambi beat his mom out to the thicket.
2: Yeah. And Logan Woodside has that knowledge, that game speed knowledge to be able to hear the hunter before they come to then alert Malik, to run to the thicket.
1: It, you it know, right now Malik,
2: Malik can't hear Malik can't hear the hunters. You notice like Bambi's head didn't perk up right away. Bambi was, was stuffing his face full of, uh, full of that grass, well,
1: fresh spring grass.
2: Right. Like, so like, he's not going to hear that Logan has at least the, the wherewithal to hear, Oh, a hunter's coming. I'm probably about to get shot
1: dead. A hunter's coming and his name's John Robinson, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because Logan Woodside after, after you're reincarnated as Bambi's mother, you're going to get signed by the Atlanta Falcons and it's all going to be okay.
2: And where is the thicket? It's on the side of the woods. The wood side (laughs) about that. Yeah. And and, uh, who are we saying that uh, that that flower is flower, the skunk that sounded like a girl. But we've later found out that flower was actually a boy. You can call me flower if you want to. That was that was always just like, I don't know, that that kind of weirded me out as a kid because I was like, is is flower a girl or a boy? And then and then later on, like flower ends up with a girl flower, a girl skunk and
1: you know, yeah but that, now it, disney's got all these all the, the toy story toys kissing and every, everybody's kissing in these movies now so you never know that's
2: maybe. true that's true maybe maybe yeah maybe that that uh, bambi which came out in one like the uh 50s or 60s uh think maybe bambi was just pop that, up
1: on a little pg-13 remake get a little get a little hot and steamy
2: the live action version of bambi is gonna have like flower will be you know like it, it, it'll 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 play both sides it'll be a bisexual flower
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> they will be walking into a club and flowers there, just scantily clad yeah i'm with you
2: you can you can call me flower if you want to <laughs> uh let's say let's say flowers todd downing uh okay uh jack before we get to uh james foster uh real quick hype machine, hype machine. uh we've got our we've got our finalists okay we're not this isn't who the hype machine is named after officially yet but we've got our finalists after one week of preseason. We're going to let another week go by. Uh, there's a game this Saturday for in Nissan stadium based off of who, um, uh, based off of uh, what results from that game will help us determine who our finalists are, but you ready for this, Jack final three, the finalists for your hype machine name sake are number three. Chig. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Uh, and um, okay. I'll let you do that. Chig.
1: It's easier than you think. Okonkwo. Okonkwo? Yeah. I mean, I look, feel like you just said we,
2: it two different t- two, two different ways. No, no,
1: no. It's Okonkwo. We cannot be slacking in pronunciation after leading the pronunciation charge for NWI. It, it it's our job. This is our game.
2: I see that's the thing. I i felt like since we're leading the pronunciation charge for NWI, oh, we don't have a, to do it for anyone else. We've got a
1: cushion, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Okay, that's fair. Okay, Chick
2: Conquo. A, a con Did I do it?
1: Yeah, that's how I say it.
2: Okay, Chick, I'll just yeah, say it fast. Even if it's that right way, we no get, one can
1: we get at least two years before we're we have to pronounce it right since that was the NWI policy.
2: That is true. That is true. Until we, he comes on the podcast to tell us directly how to say it, right? We Chica are. Conquo. In fact, maybe we should just pronounce it wrong, just knowingly, and then we'll get him on the podcast and be like, correct us, dude. If you, Oh, you want to correct us? Why don't you come on the podcast? All right, so number three, Chica Conquo. <laughs> number two, Racy McMath. Oh, yeah. Fast food algebra, baby. Let's go. OK, stock
1: is climbing stock is climbing the stock. A math.
2: Let's just say he's racing up the charts. OK, how about okay. that? We'll say it. Oh, That's terrible, Uh, but not as terrible as our number one, the leader in the clubhouse for the hype machine. I think we all know this one. We all know it like it's 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 the guy that everyone's just so excited to talk about. And when you see the footage from practice, we see him running around those little cones, those little mini cones. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so ready for this, dude. Kyle Phillips,
1: <laughs> I just, Phillips. It,
2: it's something about Titans fans and and the the love that we have for tiny white receivers. Last year, Mason Kinsey was the was the uh, namesake for the Hype Machine. Two years ago, um, Khalif Raymond. It was Khalif Raymond, and I feel like it was. I feel like Khalif Raymond was the closest to a undersized white receiver that we we've ever had. That wasn't an undersized white or receiver. So I think it's just honestly, like the hype machine is just bringing on its own whole another beast of just being, if you're small and white, you're probably going to be the namesake for the hype machine.
1: Unless Kyle Phillips occupies that position. And then we have to go to another position.
2: That is true because it and can't be a look, starter.
1: It doesn't mean that Kyle Phillips is going to come, you know, come out and win this thing. He's just currently the yep. the, the odds-on favorite. Race Mcnath yep. made a charge. Yep. He's right behind him. Chicago Conklin with a, with a big game with a big week two preseason game. He, he could jump the list. He could jump both. Of them. So look, okay, still a wide open race. That's where we stand.
2: All right. Well, there you have it. Okay. Now, uh, with that
1: all said, let's get to
2: our guy James Foster.
1: I don't but I got this food
0: punch in my cup. Night just getting started. I'm already doing too much. Reach down in my pocket, my wallet.
2: All right, guys, we are uh, welcoming on one of, we can say this now, A to Z Sports' own, uh, a guy who does tremendous work, has done tremendous work, even before he was under the A to Z umbrella, but even continuing to do so now just in the family, uh, in including a breakdown of David Long uh, that just went live that you can uh, check out on A to Z Sports on YouTube. Uh, you can follow A to Z Sports Film Room on Instagram. And uh, you can follow this guy on Twitter because he just does tremendous work. At No Flags Film, it's James Foster. Dude, James, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. James, we're excited to have you. Um, first first time, so what we do over here, we call all of our guests uncles or aunts. So you're now Uncle yes. James Foster. Too. You are
2: now Uncle James, yeah.
1: When I say yep. welcome to the family, I mean it literally. Um, literally. I appreciate it. With that being said, I've, I've watched... Your Malik Willis video breakdown—it's four minutes on YouTube. So easy to consume for anybody who hasn't seen his work. I—I I, I was impressed, not just with how you broke every play of his down, well, really the seven plays you went over, but Austin and I were impressed with Malik Willis's overall performance. You know, I, I was at the game in Baltimore. Austin was um, at home. He caught it, and you know, we—we we liked what we saw to Malik Willis. We're—we're we're willing to admit that there, there's a lot of raw stuff there. So your first impression of seeing Malik Willis in a Titans form was? Yeah, I mean, I think overall he he looks like
0: he belongs in the NFL. Um, you see the arm talent and just the way that the ball explodes off his hand, and then obviously um, the mobility and his ability to create plays outside of the pocket. Um, and we didn't even see them really do much with the designed run game with Malik Willis, and I think that's a completely different element that they could – Um, add to a potential Malik Willis offense, Um, but you also saw why why he's not really ready to operate um, at least the type of NFL offense that the Titans run. Uh, If PFF does these heat maps for quarterbacks where it kind of shows like a red-blue heat map relative of like what areas of the field they target relative to other teams, and every year that Ryan Tannehill's been in the Titans offense, his heat map is just a big red blob about 10 yards down the field right in the middle and if you look at malik willis's heat map from college it's just two red streaks down the sideline and then the middle of the field is completely blue and so i'm trying to like describe a graph to people but i think you get you get what i'm uh putting down like malik willis is not comfortable targeting the middle of the field and you saw them try to run kind of elementary passing concepts over the middle of the field he had players open um you teams and teams uh, defenses in the preseason are not disguising coverages really they're just going to come out in like a three deep look and play cover three and so the titans were running the right calls for uh, the defenses that they were getting and malik willis wasn't targeting open receivers and so that's just something that's going to come with him you know getting more um, getting more comfortable in the offense and learning to trust his offensive line and not you know bail from the pocket Is
2: that something that you think can be developed because to me, uh, watching Malik play where it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of that, like pocket presence wasn't, wasn't comfortable sitting and waiting for things to develop, you know, taking his eyes off of downfield and wanting to roll out and use his legs, which is like when you're as athletic as he is and sure. And coming from Liberty where he could get away with a lot of that, uh, I, I understand it, but. He reminds me a lot of like, I felt the same way about Blaine Gabbert coming out of college where it was it could Like the moment something's breaking down, he's taking his eyes off of downfield and he's trying to roll out and, you know, make plays with his athleticism. Is that something that can be developed? Is that something that could be learned where it's like you can accumulate pocket presence or, or is that just something like where it's like, if you don't have it, it's kind of like Jake locker with his, uh, inaccuracy. You know, like you just can't develop accuracy.
0: I think it can be developed if the issue is that you're bailing from clean pocket. So like, ironically, the last three quarterbacks that I've covered on my channel have been Kenny Pickett Malik Willis and Jalen hurts. And they all three have the same problem, which is that the moment they sense any pressure they're out of there and like, they're still looking downfield, but they're just a lot more comfortable on the move kind of playing like backyard football. Um, What I what I think can't be fixed is guys that just crumble in the pocket. So like Mariota kind of, you know, you know, the kind of quarterbacks where it's just once there's pressure, it's just nervous. You know, their brain kind of just like freezes and then they just take a sack. That's what I think. It's like you either have it or you don't. Um, The ability to, to stick in the pocket, like with Malik Willis specifically in Liberty, his offensive line was so bad. There really was no such thing as stepping up into the pocket. Because it was like, if 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 he got pressure from the left guard, it was like the, the floodgates were opening because he knew that there were four other defenders that were going to be coming right behind him. And so he had to get out of there to save his life. Um, you look at the preseason game, there were a lot of times that he would get that initial pressure. And then he did have a clean pocket to step into. And he could have stepped into a throw um, over the middle of the field, but he bailed from the pocket. And that's something where it's just gonna, you know, he just has to get that muscle memory of like knowing when, you know, when the live when the lights come on and it's live action, you get that pressure, just stay comfortable, stick with the read and, you know, make a throw.
1: There were a couple plays and Austin and I, I, I don't know if I'm speaking for myself, Austin, I kind of got chills when we both agreed on this, that touchdown run. The touchdown run was, you know, I, I think as advertised, when you go back to the draft and what everybody was saying about Malik Willis, and you know his attributes when he tucks and runs, it kind of gave us Steve McNair vibes. Now I I, I want to use caution when I say that because yeah, yes, Steve but plays like that, plays like the bomb to Racy McMath, plays like I'll, the, the I'll do you one better. He gave me Michael Vick vibes. Oh, stop, stop it! <laughs> it, it, it Don't actually James. also brought that up. We, we also James. Michael Vick,
2: Madden, No. Four vibes.
1: <laughs> but so with all those three plays, there was just so much wow in those three plays that I think a lot of people are going ahead and pushing the Malik Willis QB two uh, for Week One of the regular season narrative. Where do you stand on that? Especially after seeing what Logan Woodside came in and did. Um, I view QB two as. You know, similarly as I
0: view like wide receiver six, which is that I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because I think if you get to a point where you're relying on QB two or wide receiver six in the Titans' offense, like the offense is screwed regardless. Well, definitely, um, and not to interrupt you know, you, but, I mean, but I I would, man, it's hard. I I if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have said Logan Woodside, but. Mm-hmm man he is just one of the most pedestrian quarterbacks that i've like ever seen (laughs) i mean he is is he not the definition of like a preseason quarterback i don't know man i i i would honestly just i would say malik willis i've i've and it's it's not that i think malik willis you know had a solid game but it's not like he just blew me away it's just watching logan woodside um it's like i can't continue to go on these shows and say that i'm confident in logan woodside's ability to lead like the offensive Ryan Tannehill gets injured because like the dude is kind of cheeks.
1: <laughs> that's a perfect breakdown. But like Logan Logan Woodside <laughs> is cheeks. So so I mean, just kind of what we know in Woodside is he's the guy who's been here longer, knows the system, and that's really the only edge he has because Malik Willis, there's a lot more talent in Malik Willis than there is Logan Woodside. But at the same time, I, I think that there's a, it's a fair question to still wonder if Tannehill goes down in week one, who do you trust giving the keys of the car to? And I know it's, I know it's a hypothetical question, but who in after just one preseason game and after all of Logan Woodside's body of work, who do you trust more week one?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would honestly say um, Logan Woodside if, if I'm being serious, because the thing is, is it's not just throwing the ball. Um, I If, if, Look at a team like the Giants or the Texans and say we're um, the Titans are kind of in a a slug it out match with them and Ryan Tannehill goes down after the first half. Um, Logan Woodside is still someone that's going to come, you know, be able to run the offense, look at the defensive front and like, you know, get into the right run call, um, just like kind of operate basic uh, passing concepts that Titans like to run. So I'm I would still kind of expect them to feel a lot more comfortable with. Logan Woodside as a uh, quarterback to you know the the quarterback that they want to roster on game days and then I think that um as my dog just walks into my room um and then I think that uh you know hopefully Malik Willis can kind of develop um quickly enough so that by the end of the season maybe he could be the quarterback that dresses out the quarterback two that dresses out
2: who's the uh one titan that you love uh doing breakdowns for
0: Ooh, so this, um, I'm not just saying this because it's the most recent video, but David Long is probably, he's the first player that I watch every week, like when the All-22 comes out, just because um, he makes the most plays and like he's the most entertaining to watch. And I think he's also one of the most underappreciated Titans players. And so he's probably the person that I I really like, you know, highlighting players that don't get enough recognition um, and players that play positions like cornerback or – offensive line or linebacker that maybe, um, you know, don't get discussed as much. So David Long, Imani Hooker, uh, Christian Fulton, those are three
1: guys that I really like to discuss. Well, let's stick with the cornerbacks while we're on them. Um, Christian Fulton obviously had an offseason knee surgery. He's coming back. He looked a little shaky out there, but, I mean, that's to be expected. Um, Still got to learn to trust that knee. Caleb Farley, I thought, played a decent game. And all the reports from camp are that Caleb Caleb Farley, oh, he's so long. He's so, I'm talking about his arms, by the way. But he's been making plays in camp. And I I just want to know what you think of that cornerback position right now, because Roger McCreary makes sense to, I'm sure he'll get some run at some point this season. Molden's really been the only guy we haven't seen a whole lot of just because he's been hurt. But how would you evaluate the cornerback position as it stands today for the Titans?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the deepest uh, cornerback room that I can remember the Titans having. Um, I mean, you know, since since John Robinson came for sure. Uh, and I've talked about this before, but I think that 2020 season where Dory Jackson missed the entire year, you had Malcolm Butler, who was kind of solid on one side, but then it was like Breon Borders and just a terrible rotation um, on the other side. I think that season kind of, convinced them that like they were never going to go into a year without five cornerbacks that they trusted. And, um, they've done a good job of just investing, you know, high draft capital, um, in that position. I'm really excited to see what Caleb Farley can do. I agree with you. I think that he looked, he wasn't really, he wasn't, um, put in a ton of really difficult situations. Um, not a, you know, not a ton of like man coverage, uh, situations but just in terms of his ability to move on the field and get out of his back pedal and stuff he looked a lot more comfortable than he did in limited action his rookie year
2: the uh wait Jack do we want to do we want to go go here with James now uh
1: do we want to do, do it want to do we want to yeah. go uh yeah, I have got something special for you, James.
2: James, we were we were talking we were talking ahead of time before you came on where we wanted to go with you with this. And Jack had a great idea. And um and it's one that it might be might be the most not, not the most uh, conventional question you've ever been asked. No, um, but that's it, kind of how how we roll here on the Titan Up Podcast. It's not and supposed
1: to be either. So we like to surprise our guests, especially the guests we have on for the first time. I know, you know, break them in a little bit, Get let them get to know kind of where we're coming from here. So,
2: yeah, we, you know, we make them really regret ever even agreeing to do this yes. podcast.
1: But I, I think this one's uh, this one's easier. So my question for you, James, everybody knows what you can do with film breakdown to players on the field. I want to talk about breaking down film off the field. Yes. I'm okay. talking about OnlyFans. Which type yeah. of player could make the most money on OnlyFans?
2: Yes. Oh, man. I think about this for a second. We'll, yeah, and no. we'll, fil- we'll filibuster a little bit to give you some time to think, but it's like, uh, like a player, like, uh, like, like Derrick Henry, for example, a guy mm-hmm. like he throws his workout videos up on OnlyFans. Oh, I'm, killing. I'm subscribing. My goodness, I'm paying top dollar for that content, and I'm probably not telling my wife either. And there's All guys right?
1: like Lawan. Lawan, he's going off Twitter. He's boosting well, OnlyFans value. He's going to make an apology video. He's going to yeah. have a hype speech after a win, a sad speech after a loss. So he's yeah. going to have some content. Maybe Randy a thank Ford. you
2: video to Chandler Jones. Yeah. You know, like you would, never know.
0: I would have to go with. I'm going to have to go with Taylor Lawan because he's going to have the media giant that is is bussing with the boys backing this entire venture and so you know you get you might get will compton in you know for like a a little celebrity appearance right. here and there like two
2: boys one bus that's sure
0: photo
1: shoot action yeah i could
0: see it yeah but i mean i i i can't it's hard to disagree with derrick henry like because i would agree, I, I would i would check that out just for interest you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right just for interest just, just for, for interest, my job. i mean like yeah right <laughs> I would check it out and then immediately delete it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't like download the videos and watch them late at night in, uh, when I'm alone in my bedroom. No, like uh, just for interest. What's the? I, I thought OnlyFans was like um done. I like didn't they, they stop? They like,
2: they did pivot. They said they pivoted away from nudity and then okay. they uh at, for like for like three months I think and then they said. Oh. They want athletes
0: now. Now So it's it's a full it's it's a full go now. We're back now.
2: I yeah, I think now they're back on the nudity train. I'm not sure. I don't know. I've never honestly. I've never. I've never looked up Derek Henry on OnlyFans. Definitely not. Me neither. Uh, But um, Randy uh, Bullock with
1: his shirt off, even just kicking field goals. I I feel like that's some pretty. I mean, I'd pay for
2: you. Look, you want to talk about sexy? (laughs) I would. I would a thousand percent subscribe to Randy
0: Bullock just shirtless kicking footballs ryan stonehouse though that's that's kind of that's more of like a porn star kind of type of name oh you know? like yeah
1: and he's a great punch. welcome to too. the stonehouse yeah. Yeah. logan logan
0: woodside
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like logan woodside like couldn't maintain a steady performance if you know what i'm saying but okay jake <laughs> on the I'm way sorry. out who are a couple guys to watch in this next preseason game on both sides of the ball. Give me give me a couple guys on offense, a couple guys on defense. So I would say with the offensive line, um the picture got a lot cloudier
0: for me from the first preseason game because um I thought NPF and Dylan Radens were both uh kind of underwhelming. And then Jamarco Jones I thought was really good. And Jamarco Jones is someone that hadn't been getting great camp reports. So um I'm interested to see from the second preseason game if there's anybody that starts to kind of get a lead in either of those races and then also um forgot to mention aaron brewer was was i think he had a 0.0 pff pass blocking grade um in the first preseason game which you hate to see uh hate to see a zero but um so i would just look for the offensive line to try (laughs) to get some clarity on there um and then defensively i'm really excited to watch uh guys like theo jackson i thought theo jackson was one of the most impressive defensive players um from the first preseason game so see if he can um you know kind of capitalize on that I'm trying to avoid using the Titans have infected my brain with the sort of cliches that I'm using and I almost said try to stack good games on top of one another and I was like whoa I can't do that that is (laughs) that's (laughs) that's too much but um yeah I would say Theo Jackson and then also like are there any linebacker any backup linebackers that aren't like the worst linebacker I've ever seen play just you know, one I would love to see one of those Chance guys. Campbell, uh, White
1: Patrick Stamps. Willis from Ole Miss Man. He's gonna be more of a special <laughs> teams guy, I have a feeling, but I, yeah. yeah, special teams demon. <laughs> Don't count him out.
2: All right. Uh guys, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I ever since we brought it up, I can't stop thinking about uh Tennessee Titans on the current roster and who has the best porn name. Um, and I've I've put together I've put together a list, okay? So let's hear him all right i've got my top uh well right now i've got four i'm looking for a fifth right now uh, just not
1: better be on there
2: uh, hey don't blow my load okay <laughs> don't blow my load early all right bringing up the porn names okay uh let's just do this let's do uh all right uh all right so coming in at number five caleb uh shudak am i pronouncing that correctly uh He's a uh, kicker, he's a backup kicker. He's he's currently on the roster, okay? Um uh, he's he's te- he's technically on the pup list right now. But uh Caleb Shudak. I literally that's the worst one because I just needed to fill a fifth one. Number 4, Deshaun Hand. All right.
1: Alabama guy. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Number eh. 3. <laughs> eh. <laughs> J- James is not impressed. not impressed. Number number 3, Joey Chestnut naturally. Julius julius chestnut julius chestnut julius chestnut sorry excuse me julius, julius chestnut that. joey That's Chestnut's uh, the hot dog guy right joey chestnut is the hot dog guy also very bite. phallic number two amani hooker oh natural
0: naturally naturally
2: and number one on my number one titans uh with uh porn names morgan cox <laughs>
1: That's pretty good. I mean, uh, Austin's really, really—he's <laughs> giggling really hard at it. He thinks it's funny. For those who I don't.
2: look, <laughs> I mean, if you bring it up, it's—I'm not—it's not—I'm not, not, not going to go there. You know, that's uh, that's really on you guys for bringing it up. We could have uh, saved
1: James that misery. We definitely could have done that after. But Austin, now, now um, you get an idea of what we do over here. Austin, I have a question for you. If I can hijack your
0: podcast really quick. Yeah. Um, no, go
2: right ahead. Is, uh,
0: has Jack ever told you about uh, the times that I've worked him? the, the uh, um on the court back 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 in our childhood he did true. he did mention he was like he was like do you want to get james on the podcast
2: and i said uh would he be better than you and uh and james like well or i mean and jack said well we 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 do have a history of uh
0: so of you remember grass- played, together. we played grassland basketball together and like I had the best game of my life when we played Jack's team, and so the next time I saw him, he was like, "Dude, James is insane at in basketball." And like, in reality, I'm just like kind of average, but like, <laughs> I, dude, we're like eight years old. I swear to God, I dropped like 35, which like in like church, Damn. League, like it was something insane for like a church league thing. And I was because I was just hitting everything. It was and like uh, I think Jack just like thought that I was a god for yeah. like wow. Years. James,
1: I think to this day I still may be the only player to. Have served a suspension in that league. I was suspended <laughs> really? for getting too many technicals in two games. Wow. Three techs in two games, one injection. Got a got a suspension after that. It's quite the oh. honor. Yeah. Damn. Grassland basketball, Damn. man. It's the real deal.
2: Jack, you got suspended from the league?
1: Just for a game. I, I it,
2: that's still like a suspension.
1: 26 women taking me to civil court. You know, it was just a couple technicals. Did you have to put that on like college <laughs> applications? <laughs>
2: No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When whenever you like apply for a job at the mall, do you have to put that in like your legal background? We're like, yeah, I was suspended just from. Don't tell basketball?
1: Austin and Zach, and
0: we'll be good. And I and I do have to like you move into a new neighborhood. Yeah. Right. To inform you. Uh, I did uh, set the record for number of suspensions.
1: Yes. Served, uh Hi, Boston my name basketball. is Jack Gentry. I
2: just moved to the neighborhood. Uh, I'm to legally Austin. required to yeah. tell you. <laughs>
1: door to door oh my
2: gosh well james look hey now that you're under the a to z umbrella uh (laughs) look if you ever want to uh just be the new co-host for tighten up podcast we could very easily kick we could have you and uh jack play one-on-one uh for that seat and i'd I'd welcome you for the court bro i'd welcome you as the as my new co-host any day (laughs) sounds good we can work that out off air All right. That's great. Okay. Well, guys, James Foster, uh, dude, James, thank you so much for taking the time to join us guys. Everyone go check out his David long breakdown on, uh, A to Z and all this, all this uh, on A to Z's, uh, YouTube page. Uh, but then also follow A to Z, uh, sports film room on Instagram and follow no flags film on Twitter. That's where you'll find James's work. Dude, James, thanks so much for taking the time, man. We
0: appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.
1: It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a
0: miracle!
2: Uh, Jack, before we get out of here and get to remember the Titan, uh, I do want to shout out uh, two of our uncles um, who are currently on the roster. Really the only two uncles that we have on the Titans roster right now. Nick Westbrook-Kine and Mason Kinsey. They shared a moment at a uh, press conference not too long ago where Mason Kinsey was able to sneak in subtly as a reporter and ask Nick Westbrook Akiné who his favorite wide receiver on the team is.
0: Um, you know there's so many great ones but I feel like you know the top one my favorite you know my dog since day one here at, at Tennessee probably Mason Kinsey. I like that answer. <laughs> I like it. <laughs>
2: I, I, I don't know about you, Jack, but that puts such a smile on my face. Just two of our very own, just cutting it up. Just like a couple of brothers just that's, at a uh, press conference.
1: That's fam love right there. There, there's some love in this family. And you know what? I thought it was very cute between the two. They're very handsome. We probably could have included them on um, the only fans list, but I just don't know that they have the name recognition right now.
2: No, no, but they do. They definitely are great at posting thirst traps to Instagram. Not Mason, to bring this up for a so second straight week in a row. Mason. Yeah, Mason's definitely much better an in Instagram than Nick Westbrook is uh, because because NWI, I think he forgets that he's on Instagram a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Mason Kinsey <laughs> will like take the few photos of him uh, from practice and and throw them up and just be like. And then he'll also do those like glamour shots on his balcony at his apartment complex and yeah and really get the lady swooning
1: you know mason kinsey a lot of people are hating on him for the game he played i didn't think he played that bad of a game to be honest but again i'm not i'm not a film film breakdown guy but you know uh, if if football doesn't work out maybe he's got a future in modeling
2: i liked after one of his uh one of his catches he, he he after he made the catch he quickly uh got up and he sprinted the ball to the middle of the field um yeah he's and He's a high IQ player, high, well, high IQ, high energy player. too. He's like one of those, he it, it, like the little league world series is on right now. He's like one of those like kids who like, after they walk, they sprint down to first base. That's it. That's a Mason Kinsey kind of guy, which is not a bad thing. That's a good, you kind of want that energy. Uh, but lunch I feel like. Yeah. In lunch the room. Yes. No. Yeah. Mason Kinsey's the kind of guy who, when he works at the construction site during his lunch break, that he eats out of his his tin lunch pan lunch pail he eats it so fast just so he can get back to work Mm -hmm. you know
1: no yeah 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 he can't skip out he you know he's got to be clocked in I like it. I like that. That's a great That's a great comp right there for Mason Kinsey. I hope he um, makes the roster. I really do.
2: I hope he makes the roster too, which is uh, speaking of making the roster, Jack, uh, just oh. moments ago, the Titans, well, as we're recording this, as we recorded on Tuesdays, the Titans officially got their roster down to 85 guys this afternoon by releasing five players. Now, Jack, if you will, please join me in taking a moment of silence for the five titans who we lost today. Wide receiver, Josh Malone. Defensive line, Haskell Garrett. Running back, Jordan Wilkins. Offensive line, Carson Green. And cornerback, Deontay Burton. Thank you godspeed
1: godspeed guys oh man josh malone he was a hype machine contender it's, it's starting to get a little close to home it's
2: getting yeah it's getting real it really is when you got a hype machine contenders that are uh getting axed on the for at first cuts now it's like and you know it's like like half the guys that are on the titans training camp roster are not going to be on the train on the the regular season roster like it, it they cut it almost in half they what they go from like 95 down to 53
1: they go to That's 53 mean, then you get your practice squad guys and then you know you get the guys that get hurt in week one and if you're like the titans last year you get the guys that get hurt in week two and week three and week four and week five and week right six. oh yeah yeah
2: well yeah yeah don't get us wrong like if you're so, on the practice squad for the titans that pretty much means you're going to be starting by week eight without question but
1: <laughs> this this does kind of feel like the end of the line for josh malone i mean coming out of tennessee he was drafted by the Bengals. And uh, I, I thought he would stick on here he had, a, he had a good mini camp they were they were reporting how great of a mini camp he was having and so I, I he's probably the only name I see on this list that I was a little surprised by. my guy Jordan Wilkins from Ole Miss um not surprised to see him get cut um then you got the other three that I don't really know much about but yeah it's it's today's a sad day for five people's families and friends but um they're not our uncles.
2: They're not, they're not. If they came That's on this podcast, it the yeah. may have, look, all I'm saying is that the year after Nick Westbrook-Akine came on this podcast, he put together the best season of his career. So uh, let that be a lesson to all Titans hopefuls. Come on this podcast, be a guest on this podcast, and you will put together the season of a lifetime for you.
1: That's right. It's really all you need to do to have a successful tenure in Tennessee, as as you can see with WI and mason kinsey so um good piece of advice austin all our titans players we have listening you know what you should do if we have one we probably want well, one
2: since uh we are essentially remembering the titans that were cut let's you want to get to remember the titan
1: let's go ahead and get into it
2: all right i'm gonna yeah, instead of asking this week i'm just gonna go first because mine mine is probably much worse than yours it's
1: an alpha move
2: it's such an alpha move and uh I I could be saying that knowing mine's better than yours. Who knows? My remember the Titan is a guy by the name of Troy Michael cropog Do you remember Troy cropog Jack? Not well. I neither did I. I this was a name where it's like I read it and I thought I was being punked by the internet. I thought it was like, like I went to st- Snopes.com just to make sure this guy was actually on the roster. He's a former uh, offensive tackle. He was drafted by the Titans. Not just did he play for the Titans. He was drafted in the fourth round by the Titans. Troy Crowpog? There's no way this dude is real. Like I feel like I'm being like someone incepted this name into my brain and I'm dreaming right now that I'm the Troy Pog was a titan. But he was drafted in the 4th round of the 2009 NFL draft. He played college ball at Tulane. And uh and and then it also says uh Troy Troy also played football at Johnny Bright Playground. I don't know if that's just like someone messing with his Wikipedia page and like saying like, you know, yeah, this is like where he played at recess or something, but he played football at Troy bright playground. In that case, I hope my Wikipedia page one day reads he played, he played football in the soccer fields at the Brentwood YMCA because I played a lot of pickup football there. Uh, but yeah, where Jack, where did you play most of your pickup uh, sports?
1: Um, I mean, really, we had a cul-de-sac, in our neighborhood, where where we would play in the neighborhood of Polk Place in Franklin. So that, Polk where, Place? Was that the, was that the street? All, all the hard hours. That's the neighborhood.
2: Okay. All right. So Polk Place, that's where you played a majority of your pickup games. That should, honestly, that should be on most people's Wikipedia page. Your your college, your high school, and just just the general area where you played a majority of your pickup sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Crow Pog, uh, he, so here's the thing he was drafted by the tennessee titans and played for the titans from 2009 to 2012 but under his professional career section on his wikipedia page the tennessee titans aren't even listed it's it's almost like you want to talk about this is probably why i don't remember him because neither does wikipedia apparently his professional career says Cro it starts with the jacksonville jaguars Cropog was signed by the jaguars on september 12 2012 uh, and released three days later on September 15th <laughs> it's a great great stint with the Jaguars uh he, he probably he he had that uh that Simpsons meme uh where he uh where he uh, the old old grandpa walking into the bar he puts the hat the hat on the coat rack and then just turns around and walks right back out that was that was kropog's career as a Jaguar he um I which I honestly that's probably three days too many being a Jaguar but that's where his his career starts and then he goes to the Minnesota Vikings was signed by the Vikings uh on their practice squad 3 days after that. So it's really just every 3 days this guy has something going on with his career. Uh September 18th, 2012. He was with the Vikings until December 2012 uh where he was promoted to the Vikings 53 man roster after Percy Harvin. Wow. If we if we did a segment called Remember the Vikings, that would Percy Harvin would probably be the first name I would go with. Uh after Percy Arvin was placed on the IR, and then uh Kropog was released September 1st of 2013. So spent nearly a year with the Vikings, then he was with the Redskins, then with the Giants. Okay, but look, and just practice squads on those teams. But I maybe I don't remember him because Wikipedia doesn't even remember Crowpog. So if you remember anything about Troy Crowpog, the offensive tackle, apparent offensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans for three years, who was drafted. In the fourth round, please tweet at us at Titan Up Pod. Let us know, because honestly, I don't remember a damn thing about him. I don't even know if we got Troy Kropog on this podcast. Would he remember his stint with the Titans? I don't know. It begs to be. I know more about the, the playground that he played football at in growing up than I do his time with the Titans. Troy Kropog, he is my remember the Titan, even Never though I barely I do.
1: Never forget Troy Kropog. All right. This is is absolutely no doubt about it. The quickest remember the Titan I've ever done. Today, I'm remembering Haskell Garrett, a defensive tackle out of Ohio State.
2: Oh, rest in peace, dude. He's not dead. I just, I I hope he's now that he's uh, he's got time off. Like, I hope he rests.
1: But he almost died one time. And I'll get to that in a second. Haskell Garrett was uh, a defensive tackle at Ohio State. Like I mentioned, he played his high school ball at the prestigious Las Vegas school, um, Bishop Gorman, which also sounds kind of like a a law firm. But no, it sounds like that high school that was made up. Oh, uh, what was that? It was Bishop. uh, Fake high school, Bishop something, Bishop Sycamore. It was Bishop Sycamore. Yes, Bishop yeah. Sycamore. This is the real high school, Bishop Gorman. They're actually really good at football. They they produce um, a lot of college-level and NFL-level Which
2: we should remember Bishop Sycamore because their initials are literally BS.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good point.
2: It's BS high school.
1: That, that should have caught on way earlier. Good good point. Awesome. Yeah. But Garrett, originally from Vermont, moved to Hawaii. So he grew up in Vermont and a little in Hawaii. Then uh, became a 2017 U.S. Army All-American. Um and committed to Ohio State to play his college football. Well, during his first three years at Ohio State, he had 20 tackles in 33 games. Didn't really get to play a whole lot, but before his senior season, Haskell Garrett was shot in the face. While the att- face, a shot in the face, while attempting to break up a fight, he saw a man put his hands on a woman, and he said, "You know, at Ohio State, our core values that does not align with them. We do not put our hands on women." So I learned that woman- from Urban Meyer. He, yes, yeah, Urban Meyer problem taught these valuable moral lessons that stuck with him. And he went over to break that fight up. He ends up waking up in a pool of his own blood, gets shot in the face, the bullet goes in one cheek, out the other, and oh he loses five teeth in the process. Just to figure out who the victim was, the police followed a blood trail that led all the way back to his apartment, where his roommate helped him try and put his face back together, really. So Haskell Garrett, after that. He then plays for Ohio State just two months later. Two months later after getting shot in the face, Haskell Garrett goes back and suits up for the Buckeyes and was named an All-American by CBS. What a stud. In his, in his All-American season, Haskell Garrett Gosh. recorded seven TFLs, five and a half sacks, but unfortunately today he gets cut by the Titans. I love this guy's story, and I hope he sticks somewhere that isn't in the AFC South and isn't by a hated rival, but I'm pulling for Haskell Garrett from here on out.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll say that I, man, I like, I here I am. Like I try and like get out of work when I have the sniffles and my man's getting, going back to work after getting shot in the
1: face, losing five teeth, one cheek out the other. I mean, that's like worst nightmare vibes. So Haskell Garrett, I know it didn't work out in Tennessee or may not have worked out yet in Tennessee. We'll see what happens as, as we go, you know, down the preseason road and the 53 man gets closer. But uh I'm I'm pulling for him to get a practice squad slot with somebody if that's if that's where what ends up happening.
2: Do you want to know how I got these scars? I got shot in the face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, that's it's it's kind of in the too soon category, even. Like I don't even know that it's been a full year since that happened. But Rabel, he's got those uh, Ohio State ties. He probably knew all about this guy. He's like, you know what? I like this guy's toughness. I'm going to give him a shot.
2: Rabel would. Whoa, don't say oh, give him a Oh, wow. Shot. I wow. Was. So bad. Wow, dude. Oh, no. What oh, gee! What did I do? Too,
1: yeah, my joke was too soon. Oh, that was on accident, by the way.
2: Goodness. Now I'm triggered. Just, all right. Oh, oh whoa. come on. Hey, whoa. <laughs> all right let's get out of here uh jack um
1: a disaster
2: follow us in this stupid podcast that we host at tighten up pod on twitter follow us on instagram at tighten up podcast we're trying to get to a thousand followers by draft night and draft nights quickly approaching you guys it's only a matter of time okay we need to get there help us reach our goals uh also um we need your uh so titles Send us your so titles at tighten up pod, tweet them at us. Um, if you want to DM them, you can, if you want to tweet uh, at us our uh, mentions. either way, however you want to get them to us, just get them to us. Uh, need some so titles and you can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack a Gentry. You can follow myself on Twitter at Austin Huff. And of course, follow a to Z sports on all of the socials. Just make your timeline. Now's the time to load up. It might be training camp for the players, but it's training camp for us fans as well you load your timeline up with the best Titans content you possibly can get. And if you follow Jack, if you follow myself, if you follow Titan up pod and of course, A to Z sports, those four accounts right there, you're going to be getting grade a Titans content. So I don't know why you wouldn't like want all of the best Titans content loaded up on your feed. So give us all a, uh, a follow there. Jack, do you got anything for the road?
1: Love you guys. Preseasons tough i that game was not a fun watch for me and i know the next one won't and the next one won't but the regular season is so close we're a month I, away. yeah we're a month away. I, we're less than a month away so brace yourselves it's gonna be a ride
2: can i come clean about something i legitimately hate the preseason i hate it like i don't get excited for it at all and i know it's like it i should because it's like means football's close but i just don't get it i don't i i I get mad at preseason football because I get mad at just people overreacting to what they see and what to expect, it and it means it literally worse. nothing.
1: It only makes it worse when you've got a bad, hard knocks, and I don't think we have a bad, hard knocks this year.
2: No, I, I think – yes. I think yes. that
1: line, that, that's going to work out. We'll see how episode two goes later on Tuesday evening here, as we yeah. see here at about 4 o'clock p.m. But, yeah,
2: everyone listening to this will have already watched it, so they'll they'll know.
1: Send us your hard knocks reviews.
2: In fact, here let's let's each do a quick one. I thought this week's hard knocks was awesome.
1: I thought it was pretty good.
2: No, no, you say you say I thought it sucked. So that way at I least one of us sucked. is right. All okay, right, well,
1: let me do it again. I thought it sucked.
2: Nice. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Well, tweet at us and let us know which who you agree with.
1: <laughs> one of us will be right.
2: Who do All you right. side with? <laughs> all right, let's get the hell out of here Uh, Because the sooner we get out of here The sooner we are to Titans Actual football So, with all that said Until next week Tighten up They used to be the Oilers A long, long time ago When they played in the
1: Houston Astrodome They've gone from being spoilers To starting 6-0 and
0: Buffalo, and they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach, leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. Titans, they're the Tennessee
1: Titans, Tennessee Titans all the way.